what up, what up? This is Hot Take Season, where these hot takes are rated E for everybody. I'm your host, Mia Me. Remember, you can hit me up on my social media accounts to give me your takes that you may want featured on the show. Or ask me about anything that you want me to share my take on on the show. Remember, I can be found on Twitter at Hot Take Season and Instagram, it's underscore Hot Take Season. Now, I'm just going to jump right into this show because I pretty much have one topic for this episode. Uh, we only got one thing popping off in the sports world right now, and that would be the NFL free agency. Again, Corona got everything shut down but the NFL free agency. Some exciting moves have taken place so far this week, uh, many more shocking than others. Um, so I'm just going to go through what some of my what some of the big trades were that I liked, uh, didn't like, and, you know, just go from there. Give me y'all's feedback later on. I'll appreciate that. First things first, though. What was Bill O'Brien thinking? Y'all pray for my homie Ryan G. I know he's suffering right now. At Chef Bay on Twitter wanted my input on this, and I was going to talk about it anyway because, I mean, how could I not? You know what I'm saying? Houston trades DeAndre Hopkins for Andre Johnson, a 2020 second round pick, and a 2021 fourth round pick. You just don't give up one of the best receivers in this league for that type of value. That just doesn't add up. Doesn't make sense at all. That was dang near a crack move if you ask me. If Houston needed any evidence on why they should part ways with Bill O'Brien or, you know, place him somewhere else within the organization... Here's your answer. Here's your reason right here. You don't part ways with this caliber of a player unless they're a distraction on and or off the field. I can't recall Hopkins having any trouble in his career. I do, however, recall seeing a video of Bill O'Brien going off on a fan as he's heading to the locker room either during halftime or after a game or something. And Hopkins was actually the one to pull Bill away and kind of try to de-escalate the situation. So, it had to be something else going on behind the scenes, and playmaker Mr. Michael Irvin was going to make sure he found out exactly what it was. Playmaker reported that he basically made two phone calls to DeAndre Hopkins, um, and to which he really had to pry the information out of him as to what exactly happened. Hopkins told him that basically him and O'Brien had a meeting, to which O'Brien felt that Hop had too much locker room influence and said and I quote hey uh the last time I had to have a meeting like this it was with Aaron Hernandez okay let's pause right there because mistake number one that's just flat out wrong okay according to Irv Hopkins also added you know that just blew my mind that he would even bring that up I've never been in any trouble I don't know why he would even equate me to Aaron Hernandez and I'm with you there Hop I don't get that either and then he says from there, the meeting just kind of deteriorated. He got into talking about DeAndre Hopkins because Hopkins has a few kids from a few different women. And he told DeAndre that he doesn't like that he has those women, the mother of his kids, around sometimes. Needless to say, the relationship probably just went downhill from there. I can understand that. Once this info went public, Hop took to Twitter to say that this is being blown out of proportion Mainly because a lot of people were like, I don't know how you didn't punch him in the face right then and there. But anyway, he also said he's proud of his time with Houston, has the utmost respect for O'Brien, and basically is on to the next. He didn't, however, deny what Irvin said. I think Hop is just taking the high road about it, and you can only respect that, and I commend him for that. 
at the end of the day, he's a person and a brand, and he has money to go make. Dwelling on it does nothing, whether it's good or bad blood. Another big shakeup in the league, Todd Gurley, was released by the Rams. I figured they would have traded him, but I get it. The knees, the contract, I understand. Amazing how he drove the market up for running backs, and now he's been released. I asked my Twitter followers where they saw Gurley landing, and at IMJ Malone said he saw him going to New Orleans. And I actually saw a few other people saying that too. They were looking for that one-two punch with him and Kamara, and I mean, I understand it, but I didn't feel like that was going to happen. One of my other followers, I'm not going to say who, <laughs> but if you follow my personal Twitter and you know any of my cowboy friends, then you can probably guess which one of them said this, but one of my followers said he could see Gurley going to the DC Defenders. <laughs> Now, Gurley, I love you, but here at Hot Take Season, these jokes gonna fly for everybody. Anyway, somebody else said they saw him in Seattle, uh, which wouldn't have been bad. I could have seen him and Russell Wilson making noise alongside DK Metcalf. However, Gurley signed a one-year deal with the Atlanta Falcons. Tom Brady called our bluff and left New England as he said he would. I didn't see this happening for real, for real, but it is now a reality. He has gone to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Totally shook me, because I just thought he should have just went home. He has nothing left to prove, unless he's trying to prove he can do it without Bill Belichick. And we don't really care, though. I mean, we don't really need that. That dynasty is what it is. Because of those two, it's quite simple. I don't care for another narrative, at least not now. Dude has weapons in Tampa Bay, though. His deal with Tampa Bay is for two years for $50 million, all guaranteed, which includes $9 million in incentives. The contract also prohibits trades. <laughs> Good Lord, the desperation the Bucks are in. Tom put the ski mask on, and they went for it, y'all. Like, the key for them right now is fixing their own line to protect Brady. Because if you don't have anybody to block for, me, for him... I don't care who you have back there at quarterback. It's not going to work. I don't care who your receivers are, who your running back is. It's not going to work if you don't have the people there to block for him. So, Jameis, therefore, is on the move right now. We'll see where he ends up. Phillip Rivers signed a deal with the Colts. I don't know what Indianapolis was thinking with that. It's time for Rivers to retire. And if you're going to make your team better in the long haul... It's okay to go young. It's okay to get a vet, but you get a vet that you can protect and benefit from. I don't see the benefit with them from getting Phillip Rivers right now. I can see this maybe being his last year, and then they're still going to be looking for another quarterback next season. They should have just looked at Cam, Jameis, even Teddy, looked to the draft. They could have even given Foles a look, but Foles is now in Chicago. Jacksonville gave Foles all that money that he was requesting, and then you just gave him up for a fourth-round comp pick, I guess. Chicago has picked up Robert Quinn from Dallas. Big Bank Quinn, I'm happy for you. Wish Dallas could have kept you, but we were not paying you $70 million for five years. I'm sorry, it just wasn't happening. The Broncos have released Joe Flacco. Joe, you just gotta go home, man. Like, it's time to hang your cleats up, bruh. It's time. The Broncos also lost cornerback Desmond Trufant to the Lions. 
and Chris Harris Jr. to the Chargers. I would have liked either of these guys in Dallas, but it is what it is. The Broncos have then gone on to sign running back Melvin Gordon on a two-year, $16 million deal with $13.5 million guaranteed. The Panthers chose to part ways with Cam Newton, so right now him and Jameis' future are still in limbo. The Eagles picked up Darius Slay. Now, the Cowboy fan in me is not thrilled at all about this, uh, but in all honesty, it was a good pickup for them. That's the only move I think Philly has made right now, so we'll see what else they do. I know they were in talks with getting Yannick, which would be a good move for them as well, especially paired along with Cox. Uh, yeah, that's kind of dangerous. Calais Campbell went to Baltimore. Gotta love Baltimore for keeping their foot on the gas and getting not getting comfortable or settling. Baltimore will continue to be competitive if they build off of what they have. I know they did release uh, cornerback Brandon Carr. I don't know that Carr is done in the league right now. Um, I don't know that he's a starter, but I'm pretty sure somebody else is going to pick up Brandon Carr. So we'll be seeing him again. The Vikings not only released Xavier Rhodes, they also traded Stephon Diggs to Buffalo. Cannot say I saw that one coming. I didn't see that coming at all. Buffalo definitely won that trade, in my opinion. It's going to take some time to process all of that. But yeah, get ready to see Stephon Diggs rocking red, white, and blue. Not sure anybody has picked up Xavier Rhodes yet, which I don't see him being out there much longer. So we'll see what happens there. And now on to these Dallas Cowboys who had 24 free agents to deal with. And I can say I am not upset at the moves Dallas is making right now. I wanted to keep Quinn via franchise tag, but I think they were headed with, I think what they were thinking with that was put it on deck and then we have a little more time to work out a long-term deal with deck. So, we'll see. Quinn went to Chicago again. Um, Byron Jones became like the highest paid cornerback in the league by signing with the Dolphins. I wouldn't have mind keeping Byron, but not for the price he was asking. I get it, though. Go get your money, young buck. Not mad at you at all. Um, at first, I was like, I can see living in Miami. But who wants to play there? Half of their team has asked to be traded last year. Uh, but then again... Miami has started to make some moves uh, after they added Byron. So, we'll see what they can do. They got an edge rusher in Shaq Lawson, a good linebacker in Calvin Lloyd. I haven't just been thrilled about Eric Flowers, but they picked him up too. Uh, tight end Michael Roberts, and then safety Clayton Fahedalem. Here's the thing. They spent a lot of money on Jones, Vinoy, Lawson, and on Flowers, which could inevitably put them in a situation like the Giants were in a few years ago when they spent all that money on the defense and then had to clear house with it because it produced nothing. Miami has quite a few picks to work with this year. They need a quarterback. They have good pieces. How they'll be coached and what they can get from it, I don't know. It reminds me of Jacksonville a couple of years ago. Had great pieces, but couldn't get anywhere. Like, Leonard Fournette is the only one still around. Again, they paid Foles what he wanted. Now he's gone. 
that's kind of setting a trend for them that they have to be mindful of. I feel like Miami is heading that direction. I'm not sold on them on paper right now. I know a lot of people is like, oh, they're going to be dangerous. I don't know. It's Miami we're looking at. Um, they they just they go on that roller coaster ride too. So, hey, former Dallas tight end Jason Witten just can't seem to let go and hang his cleats up as well. Um, Witten signed a deal with the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders must have not have watched any film on Witten from last season. Like, there's no way you watched film of Jason Witten from the year he retired and the year he came back and said, yeah, let's roll with Witten. You had to be going off of his name solely because I'm not signing him to do anything else besides coach. Sorry, that's just what that is. The dude can catch. His blocking is not the same. His running certainly isn't the same. So I don't know what Vegas was thinking. I'm talking about, we talking about a dude who can catch the ball, but then there's like no yards after contact. He catches the ball, he's getting tackled on the spot. He's not juking nobody. He's definitely not running through nobody. I don't know what they were thinking about with that. Vegas also signed safety uh, Jeff Heath from the Cowboys. That's cool or whatever. Cowboys fans have been calling for Jeff Heath to be gone for a few years now. With Jeff Heath, I feel his main flaw is just letting people get behind him. Can he hit? Will he tackle? Absolutely. With no hesitation. That has not ever been an issue with Jeff Heath. Heath has laid some really great hits over his years with the Cowboys. And he seems to be a very great teammate in the locker room. Um, but he has cost some valuable yardage over the years. I really thought the Cowboys were going to keep him on like a one-year deal because they always seem to keep going back and forth with him on that. But so, yeah, it surprised me that they really parted ways with him. Um, I, yeah, Oakland might work for Jeff Heath. We'll see. Um, yeah, the Raiders also got Malik Collins from us. Um, he brought some depth to the defensive line and made some plays. Posed a threat um, on the interior. Uh Interested to see how they replace him, though, because now Dallas's defensive line is kind of skimpy. And then the Hot Boys had some really dope moments together, and then it's, like, slowly breaking apart. I hate to see it. I wish, you know what I'm saying, everybody could have stayed together. But, hey, that's, that's the name of the game. It is what it is. The Cowboys did, however, sign Gerald McCoy. That's a pickup I really do like, y'all. I was excited. I wanted Gerald, Gerald McCoy to be a cowboy a few years back, like back when he was in Tampa Bay. That's when I wish we could have grabbed Gerald McCoy. But he's in Dallas now. Heck of a steal for Dallas because you got him at a really good price. Another good steal for them was picking up cornerback Maurice Kennedy. I don't know if he'll be a starter. He is not your Byron Jones replacement um right now. Look for Dallas to, you know, try to draft a cornerback or see who else is available in the free agency. It will be interesting to see how they choose to rotate with him, though. I still think that's a that was a good steal for them. Uh, they also paid Amari Cooper, which now everybody can take that deep breath. You know what I'm saying? Let it all out. The deal is done. Now you just need to go get Dax money in order. You know what I mean? The Redskins tried to swoop in and pay Amari a lot more. Well, not a lot more, but they tried to pay Amari 
130 million to which he was like, nah. The Redskins are always trying to swoop in and take Cowboys players for some reason. But anyway, um, you can't really blame Amari for turning that down. And here's why I say that. So I I found out that, you know, Texas doesn't have to pay state taxes. Washington does. So if Dallas is giving him $100 million, Washington is offering $130 million, it pretty much would have balanced out the same. Um, so from a money standpoint, that wasn't, I wouldn't say the biggest issue. The thing was, Amari wants to be in Dallas. He flat out said that. He wants to be in Dallas. He wants to retire a cowboy. Um, secondly, he has a better situation in Dallas. I'm pretty sure Dwayne Haskins wants to be on the first thing smoking up out of Washington after last season. And you can't blame him for that either. Washington is kind of in a rebuilding stage or whatever and um it's gonna take them a minute to put some stuff together dallas also brought linebacker sean lee back on a one or two year deal it's cheap so i'll roll with it the thing is with sean lee they kind of go back and forth uh with bringing him back kind of like they did jeff heath um but with jeff heath i know he still has some left in the tank with sean lee i know he still has some left in the tank it's the injuries that worry me I don't want him taking the wrong hit and then months from now, you know what I'm saying, like he's in a wheelchair or something because he took the wrong hit when he could have just went home and, you know, be with your family kind of early. It is what it is, though. Um, He'll still be a leader for the other linebackers. He'll still be that rotational piece. I still see Dallas drafting a young linebacker or finding an undrafted one. Um, I'm not sure who's left in the free agency linebacker-wise that they should go after, but we'll see what they do with that. Blake Jarwin, the tight end, is back um, on a short-term deal, which I love. I'm ecstatic to see him get more reps. He deserved more reps under Jason Witten this past season. He's played well under Witten. He's developed under Witten. And so I trust him on this offense, him and Dawson Schultz, really. They both have done well. So it's good to have Blake Jarwin back. They also brought back uh, Darian Thompson at safety. That's cool. Uh, Please hold on to Malcolm Smith, though. (laughs) Please, for me. Um, There isn't a risk with Thompson, though. So I understand keeping him around for now. They also brought back Joe Thomas, who can play all three linebacker positions. They kept Justin March, too. Um, again, I still see them trying to find another one in the draft or somebody, you know, right after the draft in that way. I'm not really sold on Clay Matthews. I know a lot of people are like, well, you know, it'll be the the McCarthy hookup or whatever. That's cool and all, but I'm not sold on it personally right now. But then, late Thursday night, while we were all asleep, a McCarthy hookup did happen because they signed Ha Ha Clinton Dix to safety to a two-year, $4 million deal with just $2.5 million guaranteed. Right now, I love that deal because HaHa is a valuable piece, and they got him at a good price as well. I think he'll pair well with Xavier Woods. They may be looking at running some split safeties instead of just one deep, as they usually do. Um, so, yeah, new, new management over in Cowboys Nation. We'll see how that works. And then we have Mr. Chip on his shoulder. Cornerback Anthony Brown is back. Brown had a good season, and then he went and got a potato chip tattooed on his shoulder to make a statement. And I feel like it was at that point that he lost all his powers. 
Dude has not been the same. Maybe Mike Nolan sees something there he can work with to change up to, you know what I'm saying, favor Anthony Brown in this defense. We'll see. Uh, Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> they also kept long snapper LP Rodasier. Love it. Love it. Love it. Hopefully the refs aren't on that nonsense from last year with those bogus tripping calls. I have not ever witnessed that in my life. Like a tripping call on a long snapper? Nah. Nah. You you still can't convince me that they were calling that game fair. Either of those games. I think it happened in two games. And I feel like they were both bogus. But again, happy to have Lottisier back. Now, towards the end of last season, they replaced their kicker. Uh, Brett Maher got the boot. Um, I don't think they should have went with Maher over Dan Bailey. I think Dan Bailey just had some, some stuff to work through after coming off of his injury. But at any rate, they went with Brett Maher, and he didn't make it through last season. Uh, they brought in kicker Kai Forbath. Forbath did well. If you've been following Forbath's career, he had some serious woes to where he was missing some short-range stuff. Um, however, he was solid when he made it to Dallas, so let's hope he can stay consistent. I'm not upset at bringing him back right now. I don't even know who else we would even be considering right now. So, yeah, uh, welcome back, Kai Forbad. They are also retaining center Joe Looney. Hey, you always want to keep your O-line guys around, especially for death purposes when you have solid O-line pieces. Um, I like Looney when he had to take over at center for Travis Frederick, who had to take off a season. Um, he did well, but to me, the chemistry was kind of off. Not the chemistry in the sense of they didn't play well together. It was just different. Um, a lot of things I felt Travis would have picked up on, Looney didn't pick up on. I mean, he's still a solid player, though, so I'm happy to have Looney back. Now, there was a rumor around that the Cowboys have mutual interest with wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders. That would be a valuable pickup. I still say keep Devin Smith, but yes, I'm all in on scooping Sanders at the right price. Randall Cobb went to the Texans, as most of you know by now, on a three-year deal, which for Houston, that doesn't make up for losing DeAndre Hopkins. But hey, Houston has a valuable vet wide receiver in Randall Cobb. I don't know if he's going to make it those three years. We'll see. But for now, Dallas just has to add to their wide receiver core. You have Michael Gallup. You have Amari Cooper. You have to add to it. Go get you another slot receiver. Bring in Emmanuel Sanders. Um, And yeah, rock out with it that way. At any rate, it's looking like they're trying to go the cheap route. Which I'm not mad at at all. Build that interior back up and work your way out. I would love for them to be able to get Everson Griffin. Uh, you need a pass rush. Hello. You have Tank. You have Tyron Crawford, whose contract may need to be looked at again. Um, just from a, a health issue standpoint. Hopefully Crawford can come back and be 100% and be the player he was before these injuries started uh, hitting him hard. Um, so, yeah, you have to add pieces to go with these two guys. You still have Antoine Woods, who is underappreciated, in my view, uh, from a lot of fans. I'll put it that way. A lot of y'all give Woods some slack that he doesn't even deserve. Like, the dude brings pressure. If he's not getting the sack, he's making way for somebody else to get it. So, yeah. Um, but still, 
add pieces to go with this core and and see what you can get from it um again i would go with everson griffin over jadavian Clowney at this point get you another stud linebacker a young one with no injury so far grab a corner and draft another slot receiver let's see what this coaching staff is all about now it is worth noting that the xfl season has officially been canceled and players are now free to speak with nfl teams in regards to joining one uh i don't know if you remember but last episode and i think an episode before that i have talked about houston roughnecks quarterback pj walker i like this dude and i've heard that the seahawks were looking at him I think the Broncos, too, and maybe two or three more other teams are looking at him. If I were Dallas, I'd be looking at this guy, too. Uh, I'm not sold on Cooper Rush as, as much as I was before. We'll see uh, how he does preseason-wise this year and then camp this year. But I like P.J. Walker. I can see him playing behind Dak, uh, getting those reps. I can actually see Walker, you know, leading a team in the future. We'll see. What happens? Good luck to him on that, though. Overall, the Cowboys haven't done bad, but the competition hasn't done bad either. And yes, the competition surpasses just the NFC East because this is the Cowboys we're talking about, and it's usually the Dallas Cowboys versus everybody. Anyway, can't wait to see where Cam and Jameis land, though. But all right, that's all I have for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to send me your takes and hit me with some stuff that you want me to discuss. We can take it there. We can talk about it. I'll catch y'all next time on Hot Take Season where these hot takes are rated E for everybody. Me and me signing out. Y'all be blessed.